Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets syllabus prayer. Thank you for tuning in to this series I'm covering entitled The Syllabus for Life's Course. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to the previous episodes within this series, I encourage you to do so. My aim for this series is to share with listeners the importance of sticking to God's word because God's word serves as the syllabus we should aim to follow at all times while enrolled in one of the most important courses we will ever have to take, and that course is the course of life. In the previous episodes, I had the opportunity to explain what a syllabus is and the importance of a syllabus in a learning environment. And if you don't know, a syllabus is a guide. It is an outline. It's important that the facilitator, the instructor, the teacher sticks to the syllabus as well as the students because the syllabus is not only a guide, the syllabus serves as a boundary of protection for the student and the instructor when it's followed properly. The syllabus also serves as the guideline for students to track progress on what they need to do and how they need to advance in a course. I believe the goal for any student taking a course is course completion, as well as developing the skills needed for the next course that will serve as an addition to what they've already learned in the previous course because the previous course is a foundational block. And what happens is the next course, you're building on that towards your goal, towards your level of attainment, your degree, your achievement, whatever it is one is trying to possess, pursue, and progress in. So I'm jumping right on in with this motivational aim, syllabus prayer. And the motivational aim, syllabus prayer, expounds on the importance of sticking to the syllabus and syllabus repetition. And what I want to do right now is share an account in scripture that references the importance of exercising syllabus prayer. And this historical account shows what syllabus prayer is and what syllabus prayer is not. So in Joshua, the seventh chapter, and I encourage you to read the entire book of Joshua and Joshua, the seventh chapter in its entirety sometime in your life's course. But I want to provide a snapshot of what's going on. Okay. Moses died and his successor, Joshua, was ordained by God to lead the Israelites, God's chosen people, God's students, into their promised land. In order for the people, the students, God's chosen people, the Israelites, in order for them to possess the land, God promised them. In order for them to possess the degree, God promised them. In order for them to possess the dreams, the desires, their destiny that God promised them, they had to follow the syllabus outlined by God. And that syllabus was facilitated by and through Moses. Okay? Now, Moses died, as I just said, he's gone. Joshua is his successor. Joshua is now teaching God's students, 
God's people, from the same syllabus that Moses taught from. He had the same vision. Joshua kept the syllabus vision, although the original teacher was not there. The vision was there. The syllabus was there. And in order to pass that course, everyone had to stick to that syllabus. And everyone knew the consequences of syllabus violation. They knew about syllabus manipulation. They knew about syllabus correction. They knew all of that. Because when you read Exodus, the book of Exodus, Deuteronomy, the book of Joshua, you read several accounts where the students of God, the children of God, were trying to advance to their promised land, advance to their goals, advance to their degree. And people, some of these students were doing things they had no business doing, not staying within the scope of the syllabus, and they received correction. Some of them were expelled from the Promised Land curriculum, Promised Land program. They were expelled. And students within that Promised Land program saw the consequences of people not sticking to the syllabus. And children who were born into the Promised Land program as they were trying to get to their promised land following God's syllabus, they heard about everything that happened with people who were disobedient, people who did not stick to the syllabus. Okay? They knew that. Those students knew that. They knew how their actions impacted other classmates, other students, and their family, and even their original instructor, Moses. So in Joshua 1.8, God tells Joshua to keep this book of the law on your lips. Exercise syllabus repetition. Stick to the syllabus that I provided. Keep this book of the law. This is God talking to Joshua about his syllabus, his law, his word. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Okay, that was what the Lord instructed Joshua to do. God told Joshua, keep the syllabus vision, exercise syllabus repetition by meditating on God's word day and night, Stay within the scope of the syllabus. Complete the syllabus assignments so you can be prosperous and successful in your life's course as a student, Joshua, and as a leader, Joshua, and as an instructor. Whatever role it is, you'll be successful if you stick to the syllabus. So as you read Joshua, the first through the seventh chapters, really the whole book, You'll see how Joshua was aiming towards the target of obedience, sticking to the syllabus, sticking to the syllabus vision, sticking with syllabus repetition. And the students in the course were supposed to be sticking to the syllabus also. The students, God's chosen people, God's children, the Israelites, the students encountered several challenges, and they were successful in every challenge. They were victorious 
Why? Because they were sticking to the syllabus. What did Joshua 1.8 say? Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So the students, they went through trials, they went through tribulations, but they were triumphant every time. Okay? When they were sticking to the syllabus, that is. Now, there was one assignment on the syllabus God told everyone to complete in a timely manner. And that assignment is found in Joshua, the sixth chapter, when God gave clear instructions on how to possess Jericho as a city. And within that same assignment, God gave clear instructions on how to defeat the enemies of God's chosen people. How to defeat the enemies of God's students. So when you read Joshua, the sixth chapter, you will see that. But one key assignment God gave the Israelites, God's students, was after they defeated their enemies and possessed the land, the Israelites were instructed not to take anything from the city because the things in the city were under a curse. Those things were under a curse because those people did not honor God. So God gave clear instructions for his students not to take anything from the city because it was under a curse. They were told not to covet anything because if they were to take anything that was cursed, they would endanger themselves and everyone else. And then all types of trouble would happen. In the syllabus, the assignment was don't take anything. Don't covet anything when you possess the land. Defeat your enemies, but don't take anything. Now, we discover later on that someone within the course, they heard the instructor, they had the assignment, they had the syllabus. A student in the course didn't stick to the syllabus. There was a student who did not follow instructions. And what they did, was they took something God told them not to take. They picked up something God told them not to pick up. God said, don't take anything from the city. They did. God said, don't covet anything. They did. God said, don't yearn to possess and don't yearn to have what the wicked has. And they picked it up. They thought what the wicked had was something to possess. That's what they did in this course. Now, the instructor didn't see and was not aware at the time what the student did in the class, but God saw it. And when God saw it, God became angry with the whole course, with the whole class, with the instructor. He became angry with the people of Israel. You see how one student who didn't stick to the syllabus impacted the whole class? You see how one person in the family who doesn't stick within the syllabus impacts the whole family. You see how one person in organization who doesn't stick to a syllabus impacts the whole organization. You see one person in the community not sticking to God's syllabus impacts the whole community. One friend within a social circle or relationship who doesn't stick 
to the syllabus impacts the whole friendship and the whole unit? One person in a committed relationship who doesn't stick to the syllabus impacts the entire unit and the family dynamic and those connected to that dynamic and that unit. So God became angry with the whole group, the whole group, because somebody didn't stick to the syllabus. This is not to condemn anybody. This is to show how our actions impact other people. And when we see that, we know that, we can turn back to God and start sticking to the syllabus, doing what we need to do. But back to this story, God became angry with the people of Israel. He was angry. Now, the student didn't tell anybody about the assignments he didn't submit. The student didn't tell anybody about the things he did. The student didn't tell anybody about how he did not stick to the syllabus. What the student did do was keep going to class as if he didn't do anything. Just kept going. No, he didn't stick to the syllabus. Well, he knew he didn't stick to the syllabus and kept going as if he was sticking to it. Going to class, listening to the course, lecture, participating in course discussions, going to field and site visits, taking notes. And then one day, the instructor, Joshua, tells a group of students, okay, go see about completing an additional assignment. And that assignment was go spy out a land so we can go possess that land. So some students in the course told Joshua, okay, we'll go spy it out. They went to go spy it out. They saw that, you know, we don't need to take that many men with us. We'll just take two or 3,000 men with us to defeat the inhabitants of this land because we don't need to wear out the whole class for this project. We can knock this out real quick. Two to 3,000 men go to possess the land, and then when they go up, they start running away. They fled in defeat before their enemies. Their enemies killed some of their classmates. Some of their classmates and students in the course were killed. And when the news reached the instructor and the children of Israel, their hearts sank. God's children, God's students, the Israelites, their hearts sank and their spirit was knocked out of them. Because they're trying to figure out what in the world is going on. We've been successful all this time. What is happening? <laughs> Man. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me several times where things are going a certain way and all of a sudden there's a hiccup, there's an issue, and it doesn't match with the route you've been going. Now, sometimes it's God rerouting your path and taking you down a different way. But when it comes to things that you know you're successful in, you know you produce fruit, you know how things are supposed to be, and something's not right, boy, you start doing a process of elimination, trying to figure out what, what's going on. What happened? Who, what is it? And God has his ways of revealing what it is to you. It could be something that you need to work through, something that you haven't dealt with, something you overlooked, you were going on as if, oh, nothing happened. 
You put your hands on something you had no business putting your hands on. You were picking up something you had no business picking up. You agreed with something you had no business agreeing with. And you were going to class too, just like normal. You was going through your life's course like, oh, yeah, I'm turning in notes. Oh, I'm just turning my assignment. Oh, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> I'm doing this. Then when it's time to go complete this next assignment, you fail. Not you, or maybe you, but someone fails because they have to work on something within. They didn't complete the last assignment correctly. They didn't submit it the right way. And God is not letting them move on until what he told them to do is complete. Or if it's not you, it's somebody around you and they didn't do something. And you can't move forward until they do that. That still goes on today. Still goes on. So that's why I said nobody's condemning anybody. It's just showing how when we don't stick to God's syllabus, it's just not a, oh, it's just my life. I do what I want to do. Okay. Yes, it is a person's life. But that person impacts so many people in so many ways that one action causes a ripple effect. It is not a game. Going back to the story in Joshua. So Joshua gets the news that his students were not successful in this assignment. Some students were killed. Some students were injured. Joshua hears this. He rips his clothes, he fell on his face to the ground before the Lord. And remember, Joshua is not only an instructor, he's a student also. So he hears this news, he rips his clothes, he falls on his face before the Lord, and the leaders started throwing dirt on their heads. They were in despair because God gave them victory after victory, but when they went to go possess this land that they knew they were able to defeat in their mind, they were attacked, they ran away, they were unsuccessful. They knew something was up. They knew something was wrong. That's why they all fell out. And I can imagine people was crying, confused, just wailing. Because how can this happen? This never happened before. So they started praying to God, and this could be you right now. Lord, what, what, what is the deal? What's going on? You start praying, and the Lord might lead you to go figure out what was done and what was not done. So they started praying. They were laid out, throwing dirt on their heads, laying prostrate for long periods of time, just praying, God, God, oh, Lord, 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 Master, Lord, what's going on? You brought us from a mighty long way. I can imagine, you know, them saying something along these lines. Oh, Lord, what's, the, what's, what's wrong? We were successful all this while, all this time. Now our enemies think they have an upper hand. We out here looking like victims. <laughs> and we are victors. Lord, what is the deal? Our enemies had us running, and we never run. We stand tall. Lord, if anybody hears about this, 
They will take advantage of us, Lord, and run up on us like we weak or something, Lord. Lord, what is going on? Lord, what about your reputation of being strong in our lives? Lord, what, what was that? I'm not being disrespectful, Lord. I'm not being disrespectful at all, but Lord, reveal it to me, please, Lord. Lord, why? 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 Don't forget, Joshua was praying along with the other students. They were praying too. And this is what it says in Joshua, the seventh chapter in the 10th verse. And I encourage you to read this so you can see it for yourself and you can know it. This is what Joshua, the seventh chapter in the 10th verse says. So the Lord, as Joshua was praying and the other people were praying, they ripping clothes, throwing dirt on their head, laying out, gone, praying. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why is it that you have fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have even taken some of the things under the ban, and they have both stolen and denied the theft. Moreover, they have also put these stolen objects among their own things. That is why the soldiers of Israel could not stand and defend themselves before their enemies. They turned their backs and ran before them because they have become accursed. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy the things under the ban from among you. Rise up, consecrate the people and say, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. There are things under the ban among you, O Israel. You cannot stand victorious before your enemies until you remove the things under the ban from among you. In the morning, you shall come forward by your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord chooses by lot shall come forward by families, and the family which the Lord chooses shall come forward by separate households, and the households which the Lord chooses shall come forward man by man. I read Joshua the seventh chapter in the tenth through the fourteenth verse. You see how you can go before the Lord, you can pray to him when things aren't working out and the Lord will show you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know when you call to him what you need to do, what needs to be fixed, and he'll identify people in your camp, in your tribe, in your life's course, who are not doing what they are supposed to do and how it's impacting you. God does that. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. But let me stay on this motivational aim because I'll be all over the place. What I want to target in on is how Joshua and the other leaders were praying. Because when you read the rest of Joshua, the seventh chapter, you'll discover who the person was, what they did, where they hid it, everything. You'll discover that. I want to target in on 
how Joshua and the other leaders were praying. They fell out in prayer. They were gone. They were gone with it. They were deep in prayer. And God told them, get up. They were doing all that praying, all that throwing dirt in the air, over their head, just laying out. And God told them, get up and follow the syllabus. Somebody didn't complete the assignment. That is why you received the grade you got. They didn't do what the syllabus outlined for them to do. You see how a person can get caught up praying, and there's nothing wrong with prayer. But when God gives us an answer, we have to act. We have to do. We have to stick to it. We have to follow. That's the aim. But you can see how a person, student, a leader, anybody, they can get caught up praying about how things don't work. Lord, why is not working? Why, Lord? Why? They are laying down hollering. They get in a group praying, yelling, going in on their prayers. And there's nothing wrong with going in on your prayers. There's nothing wrong with expressing yourself the way you want to express yourself to God when you're deep in prayer and communication before the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with casting your cares on the Lord. There's nothing wrong with thanking the Lord and praising Him and worshiping Him. And you are crying and you're laid out because you're thinking about all the good things God has done for you, how he kept you, how he led you, how he's leading you, how he's protecting you and your family and your loved ones, how he's elevating you, how he's keeping his promises. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the context, this context, regarding this motivational aim, in this scriptural reference, you see how Joshua and the leaders were praying? They were asking questions, laid out on the ground for a while, Throwing dirt on themselves, showing the Lord, we are nothing without you, Lord. We know that we humble ourselves. That's great. Lord, look, I'm tearing my clothes. Whatever's on me, I tear it off. I rip it up, Lord. I'm in distress. I'm a mess without you, Lord. Lord, I ask you, don't let my enemies defeat me, Lord. Lord, you made a promise, Lord. Everybody is looking at you, Lord. What you going to do, Lord? Come through for me, Lord. Come through. And the Lord heard them. The Lord heard them. And the Lord said, get up. Get, get up. Why are you laid out on the ground? I gave y'all an assignment to follow in the syllabus. It wasn't completed. You don't get passing grades for work you don't complete until you successfully complete the work. Then you will get the grade you desire that reflects your understanding, your progress, and your knowledge. Just that simple. Get up. That is what God is doing with some of us right now. We are enrolled in life's course. God gave us some assignments to complete, but instead of doing Everything and completing everything he outlined in detail in his syllabus, his word for us to do. Here we go through it. Or a person might go through it because it might not be you. You're probably doing everything right. <laughs> but a person might be going through it. P 
picking and choosing what they want to do, what they want to complete, how they want to do it. And they don't tell anybody about what they're doing. They don't tell anybody about, yeah, I didn't do the whole assignment. I just picked what I wanted to do. It's just, this is what I did. I didn't do things the right way. This, this is what I wanted to do. They don't tell anybody. They come into class. They're putting on this show as, if, yeah, I'm studious. I'm doing the work. People are looking at them like, man, they, they so smart. They smart. Sitting in the front row. Why they be answering them questions? But they got a backpack, got their supplies. They raise their hand. They contribute to the course discussion. Boy, they, they intelligent. But that person's not letting people know. They're not doing what they need to do. Let's take it outside the academic environment. <laughs> Let's take it out in life's course, different capacities, different areas, different avenues where people are in positions, in places, putting on the front of, oh, this is what I do. Everybody can only see. Boy, they perform so well. They're so great. They're so sociable. They're so knowledgeable. Man, it's a stellar family. But God knows the assignments those people or that person is not completing. And God's not pleased with it. But this person picks, or these people pick and choose what they want to do, how they want to do them. Then they're trying to figure out, why can't I move on? Why can't I grasp the concept? Why can't I move on to the next stage? It could be because they failed in an area. That's why I said earlier, it could be that somebody wasn't sticking to the syllabus, or they're sticking to the syllabus. But God is rerouting them. So what they thought they would do, God is letting them know, now you're going a different way. I got something better for you. You're going towards another place. I know you thought your life was going to be this, but I got to knock out this control because you're going where I'm telling you to go. But as it relates to the context of this motivational aim, when somebody's not sticking to the syllabus, they failed because they failed to stick to the syllabus. They failed in that area. Now, if a person is not sticking to God's syllabus, they're not sticking to the guide, they're not sticking to the rule, the God-honoring rule, the rule of integrity. If they're not sticking to what they are supposed to stick to, they can't pass. It doesn't work like that. And if they're not doing what they need to do, there's nothing to pray about. There's nothing to pray about. There's nothing to pray about. I'm not doing what I need to do. Let's say I'm not doing what I need to do. I'm doing everything that God said not to do. Do I really need to go to God and pray and say, Lord, why it ain't working? Lord, make it work, Lord. Why it ain't working, Jesus? Jesus, God, why it's not working? I don't need to pray about that. What I need to do is start doing what God said to do. So it can work. My prayers will change when I start sticking to the syllabus. But what is there to pray about when a person is being disobedient? On purpose. On purpose. 
not out of ignorance. Now, Joshua, I can see why he was praying because he did not know what was going on. The Lord told him. But we don't read about the man who took the things God said not to take. We don't read about him praying. <laughs> he could be he wasn't praying. We don't read about it because I don't know what he did. But it could be we don't read about it because he possibly didn't go to God in prayer because he knew, oh, I ain't, I ain't doing what I need to do. I don't need to pray about that. Mm-mm. Shoot, I, I want to pray about it because the Lord might tell me to take it back. And I want this. I, I want to go against it. And some people do that. Some people know they are not sticking to God's syllabus. They know it. But they want to have a prayer meeting about know what's going on Lord Lord change it Lord I want to be successful but they know what they're doing they know the assignments they haven't completed they know the things that they picked up that God told them not to pick up they know but they think they can manipulate the syllabus but let me go to God in prayer let me get a whole bunch of people you know y'all love the Lord y'all favorite could you pray for me you know pray that God bless what he said not to do. Man, I had a homegirl once. <laughs> you already know where it's going because we ain't cool no more. But she was um, doing some stuff she had no business doing. And when the consequences of what she had no business doing start just, I'm talking about, it was a ripple effect, just domino. When she starts seeing the dominoes falling, she hits me up because I was telling her from the jump, like she tried to insert stuff in the conversation just little by little, uh, talking about things thinking I was going to co-sign on what she said. And I would, boy, shut it down because I'd get the understanding of what she's saying. And I was like, what? No. Girl, that's trash. So instead of not bringing the trash to me, she'd bring it back again a different way, thinking I was going to, what, bless it or co-sign on it or speak highly of it if she brought it to me in an indirect fashion. But every time I, what you say? What? What? No, no. Girl, that's trash. What's going on, man? What, what are you doing? That's garbage. Like, man, for a good six months, our conversations sounded like that and I didn't know that every time I was saying that to her and every time she'd bring me the trash we were growing apart we were right next to each other we were in each other's company but I didn't know a syllabus separation was taking place and the stuff she was doing it wasn't as if she didn't know. She made conscious decisions, and she knew what she was doing. Not only did she know what she was doing, she would come to me. That's, that's where the 
stuff would happen where I would call her stuff trash. She'd come to me and tell me what she was doing. And I'd man, that is trash. You need to stop that before this happened. Because if that happened, this going to happen. And then when that happened, then that's going to happen. You might want to just shut that trash down right now, man. That's crap. And right after, she'd listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'd go do it. Then it got to the point where one day she hits me up in the mist. I'm talking about she was in the mist of doing what she was not supposed to be doing. She was in the midst of it. Called me in the mist. And she ran to an area. And she was telling me how she had a dream. So the Lord was talking to her. Because the dream she had, the Lord was telling her something. And it was so vivid. And she knew it was God. She calls me, she started crying, and she was telling me the dream. I'm telling that girl, girl, that it, man, that, stop, stop it. So she tells me the whole dream. Instead of her, Stopping what she was doing. She asked me to pray that she produces some fruit out of this. And when she said that, man, I man, I was so mad, I paused because I'm thinking, man, you can't be serious. It was as if she was literally dancing on a razor's edge and asking me, hey, girl, you want to come up here and dance with me? Matter of fact, let's skate. It's like she was doing cartwheels on a cliff and asking me, you know, come up here and come chill with me. Ask the Lord to bless, you know, this dangerous, destructive situation. And I told her, I said, man, that, I will never pray about something like that. I said, that ain't nothing to pray about. I said, I am not praying that. I'm not praying what you just asked me to pray because it ain't nothing to pray about. And then I told her, you know, you ain't messing me up. I'm believing for too much to be praying about that. I said, girl, that is trash. I said, that's trash, man. And... The girl had the revelation. The Lord gave her the dream before she called me. And she called me, let's say, 30 minutes after receiving the dream. And she was laid out. I'm not even going to say 30 minutes. It could have been an hour, an hour or so. Because she told me what she did after she got the dream. And she was laid out somewhere, crying, screaming. And, okay, I'm going to go do it again. And when I realized, man, you want to do this. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want a solution, man. And I can't be, a, I can't be talking to you. I can't be talking to you, man. Because what she was doing was dangerous. 
I'm talking about dangerous. And uh-uh. I can't I'm not gonna be around no dangerous situation and you telling me what it is now, then I'm stupid. I'd be stupid. Cause I'd be in a dangerous situation hanging with you, asking the Lord, 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 please protect me as I go out with her. As I as we go here. <laughs> no. Nope. That relationship ended. And it was because of what she wanted to do. And although she wanted to do that, now it's coming into my life because now I'm partnering with someone who's not doing what God told them to do. And they knew it. Man, if I told y'all all those dominoes and what it was or what those things were, Y'all, y'all wouldn't be pleased, boy. It was no good. No good. But you see how, or you can see how one person's actions impact someone else. And you can get caught up praying for somebody. But if you don't know the full scope of what's going on, the Lord might tell you, hey, stop, stop. You don't, you don't know what they did. You don't know how they got there. <laughs> Go back to that example when that lady or my colleague was saying it was trash, that people was trying to take a test in parts, and the Lord corrected me, and I went to the car, and I was praying like, Lord, forgive me. But I'm going back to how those people were talking about, oh, my gosh, you know, people fail. And I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I told y'all how I was trying to pattern my life, my success off of what people said and how they said they failed. But I didn't know what they were doing at home. I don't know the assignments they were completing and what they were not doing. I don't know if they really studied. I don't know that. That's why you, no, you can't agree with everybody. You can't pray with everybody. You can't. It might sound good. Well, can you leave me in prayer? Can you pray for me? It's sad, but sometimes. Now, what you praying about? Okay, before we pray about this here, um, what you been doing? Have you done this, Simon's God said to do? Oh, girl, you don't need to pray about that. Just go do it first. Just go do it. Boy, people get mad at you. They will get mad because they never heard that before. They like that emotional stuff that, okay, let's pray. Okay, I'm following up with you after the prayer. Nah, did you do what God told you to do? Because if you're not doing what God told you to do, and I'm over here next to you, the Jesus knows how to whip things, and I'm not trying to get no whipping. Mm-mm. God does shut things down. He shuts things down. And if I'm connected to you and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, then I'm impacted. Then it becomes a domino effect for those connected to me. No. Mm-mm. Going back to Joshua, when he and the leaders, when they were praying, you see how God told him, get up. You see, God was not moved. About all of that, throwing dirt in the air, laid out. See, that brings clarity on why he was not moved. 
we do not read about God telling Joshua. Oh, Joshua, son, son, you sad. You sad, son. Oh, them enemies attacking y'all, son. Oh, I know you love me, Joshua. You, you was a good student. You just a good student. You be sticking to that syllabus, son. Oh, I'm going to get them for you, okay? No, nah, God didn't do that. God didn't tell him that. He didn't do that. God told him to get up because something had to be done. And Joshua had to be the one to do it because he was the leader. And God let him know. Yet y'all not moving on to the next course until y'all complete that assignment I gave y'all. Now, I'll tell y'all who violated the syllabus, but the syllabus needs to be followed and the assignments need to be submitted and completed properly. That's why God said, get up. What are you crying for? Get up. See, that's a reminder for us to do what the syllabus says to do so we can get the results God promised we would have. Faith is trusting that God is coming through with what he promised while we still obey what he told us to do. There is no getting around that at all. We see that with Joshua and the children, the students of Israel, how they were defeated by their enemies. God is not playing. There is a blessing in obedience. There is a blessing when one sticks to the syllabus. That's how it goes. And this scriptural reference ties into that example that I gave y'all several times or shared several times when I was in that statistics course working on my doctorate degree and I was doing assignments that was not outlined in the syllabus. The syllabus let me know what I was supposed to do, but I was doing what I thought I should do or what I wanted to do, cherry picking what I wanted to do and then failing. Failing test, failing basic homework assignments. Now, it only took a couple of times. <laughs> it only took a couple of times because you can't get too many C's as a passing grade in a doctorate or a master's program. After a while, those are considered as F's. So it only took a couple of times when I said, oh, whoa, whoa. what's going on? What's this? And yeah, I was doing the same thing. Lord, why? I'm not passing. I, I, I'm trying. I'm over here doing my best. And I'm just not getting the material. I'm not getting it. Yeah, I wasn't getting it because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. That's why I wasn't getting it. And the Lord told me, shut up. Shut up. Read. And God was not impressed by any of that at all. <laughs> and that little Cry lasted not even, shoot, five minutes, not even five. Because, boy, when I read it, I felt shame, felt embarrassed. Did I, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Let me go ahead and do this assignment so I can start getting the grades that I was used to. Start defeating the enemy of failure. See, that's how it goes. And I didn't have to pray about that. If you think about it, I didn't have to pray about that at all. I didn't have to go pray. Lord, why? I didn't have to do that. <laughs> all I had to do was pick up the syllabus. My answer was right there. The syllabus was looking, oh, I got the answer. I'll tell you why. 
Just look at me. Look at me. That's probably what my syllabus was yelling. Girl, look at me. You might want to look at me before the Lord tell you to shut up. I'm trying to help you out. Oh, he told you. See? God was not impressed with that prayer, along with other prayers that I prayed that don't have anything to do about school. And God might not be impressed with some of the prayers people pray when all they have to do is obey. They need to obey. That'll take out that, that prayer. But I can see how people begin to pray if they're the ones impacted by it. Because it's a delay going on. What's going on? I need to figure this out. And the Lord is no respecter of persons. He's going to reveal it to you when you call out to him. You have some people praying, Lord, what's going on with my body? What's going on with my body? What's the deal, Lord? And I'm not talking about a sickness or a dis-ease. This is basic. What's going on? I just don't feel good. Stop eating that. Get up. Go walk. Stop eating that. Stop drinking that. You don't even need to pray about that. Just stop. Lord, why don't I have any money? Lord, I don't have any money. Stop. Shut up. It's because you spend money on frivolous things. You knew you didn't have any money when you bought that. And you knew you had to buy food for your children, but you chose to do that. That's why you don't have any money. Because you throw it away. A person doesn't need to pray about that. They just need to stop throwing their money away. And then doing what God said to do with their money. Putting God first with their finances. Lord, why aren't people accepting my gifts? I mean, what's going on? Like, I'm trying to give a gift. Because you are a manipulator. That's why. And they know that. So they know that when they take a gift from you, you're not giving it out the kindness of your heart. You're doing it to get something from them, to take something, to use them. And they already prayed to me about you, and I told them, so that's why they're not taking your gifts. That's why. It had nothing to do with, oh, Lord, I'm trying to do things out the kindness of my heart. You're not kind. That's why. Lord, <laughs> why don't I have any friends? I don't have any friends. Because you're not friendly. Get up. You know you're not friendly. That's why you don't have any friends. That's why. Lord, why didn't I perform well? Why didn't I perform well? Because you didn't practice. You, you know you didn't practice. You know you didn't. Get, get up. Lord, <laughs> why don't you just maximize my time? I don't have enough time. Yes, you do. You don't utilize your time wisely. You on social media all day, doing stuff I didn't tell you to do, completing assignments I never told you to pick up. You watching TV all day. That's where your time is going. You on the phone all day. That's why. So what you talking about maximize time? You're not doing nothing for me. What I need to maximize that for? Lord, I want to be close to you. I want to be close to you, Lord. What's going on? <gasps> why? Why don't I feel close to you? Because you, you don't spend time with me. The only time I hear from you is when you make decisions nobody told you to make. You do things nobody told you to do. The consequences catch up to you. You're overwhelmed. 
You feel like you're drowning and you want to reprieve. Now you coming to me as if I did something? As if I neglected you? No, you neglected me. I already told you, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. I told you that. I told you if you cast your cares on me, I'll help you because I care about you. But you over here casting your cares to other people. And you thinking that if you cast your cares onto them, y'all will be close. But they dropped you. They showed you. They were snakes. I'm not a snake. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we're not close because you chose somebody else over me. That's why. You need to pray about that. Just come close. Draw near to me. Do it. You see, these are just a few examples. I'm not saying anybody does this who's listening, but they're just examples about how we can pray about the syllabus. We can pray about what God wants us to do. But some things we don't have to pray about if God told us to just do it. Just do it. That's our aim. Not to get caught up praying about things God outlined in the syllabus that we are not doing and trying to figure out why we're not receiving what we think we should. What we need to do is pull out the syllabus, exercise syllabus repetition, Joshua 1.8, and then go pinpoint what's going on and ask the Lord. He said he'll tell you. He said he'll give you wisdom. We need to access that. Make sure to do what the syllabus says. And when you read Joshua, the seventh chapter, and you see what this person did who picked up what God told them not to pick up, they had some other people assisting them and knowing about what they did that was wrong. And just because they were the leaders in their household and people were following them, God still told them what to do. So that lets us know that a person can have a leader who's doing the wrong thing. You still have to do what's right. God has another leader for you to follow. You have to do what God says to do the right way and not thinking, well, I I did, you know, something was all in good intentions. Uh, I don't know. Do what God says to do. That, it, that, that's just the aim. Make sure to do what the syllabus says because praying will not change the syllabus to meet our agenda and our plan. No, praying is for God to correct us and show us the areas we need to work on, what we need to do so we can receive the blessing. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is Joshua, the seventh chapter in the 10th verse. And it says, The Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus upon your face? The aim is to get up and stick to the syllabus. Go ahead and pray, but make sure to complete all the assignments God commands you to complete as you elevate in or to the next level, the next phase, stage, degree in your life's course. Okay, thank you for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com. Enjoy y'all's day. Remain encouraged. Peace and God bless.